Whenever we start a new medicine, whether it's cannabis or another medicine, we have to see how it interacts with the other medication. Most often it doesn't, but sometimes it does, and we have to make dosage adjustments. This is the Cannabis Enigma, cutting through the smoke to have informed, serious conversations for regular people. I'm Michael Schaefer Ummerman. And I'm Alana Goldberg. So, Alana, one of the things that I have a lot of questions about, and which I hear other people having a lot of questions about, is whether cannabis has interactions with other medications and other drugs. Um, you know, from aspirin to antibiotics to, I don't know, blood pressure medication. Um, so, I asked Dr. Roni Sharon to come in here, and uh, we talked about it a little bit. Yeah, I'm really interested to hear what he has to say. I know that something I've been hearing a lot of recently is that um, now that cannabis is legalized, both for medical use and for adult use um, in more and more jurisdictions, means that doctors are actually hearing about what their patients are using. Um, as compared to years gone by, where I am assuming that a lot of people weren't telling their doctors about their cannabis use, which meant that their medications couldn't be adjusted accordingly. Right. And, you know, that's what one of the things that he was saying is that. While, you know, cannabis is an incredibly safe uh, drug that, you know, just knowing what's going on, you can you can make minor adjustments in order to make sure that everything is working the way it should be. Right. Like anything else, I guess. Exactly. So here's Dr. Ronnie Sharon. Um, and I'll just give you a reminder that if you enjoy what you're listening to, please subscribe and give us a rating or leave a review on iTunes. With us right now is Dr. Roni Sharon, a board-certified neurologist and pain specialist and the medical director here at Conigma. Thanks for being with us, Roni. Hey, Mike. Good to be here. So today we're talking about drug interactions. It's something that we think about with most other medications that we take. Um, you know, when I go to fill a prescription, at least I assume that the pharmacist is looking at everything else that I might be taking to make sure there's no interactions. I assume my doctors are thinking about the same thing. How does that work with marijuana? In terms of drug interactions, uh, there's a lot of research on how marijuana interacts with other drugs. Like many other things that we ingest, marijuana is broken down by the liver. The liver basically has enzymes or things that break down medications and cannabis. And some medications in marijuana can increase those enzymes. So if there's more enzymes floating around, they can break down drugs faster. And we have less of those drugs if we take them. So sometimes marijuana can decrease the amount of a medicine that's in our body after we take it. And the converse is true. So marijuana can also decrease enzymes. So when we take another medicine, it's floating around the body and not being broken down. So there's increased concentrations of it. It depends how the other medication is broken down. And there's a lot of research on that. So the best thing to do is to speak to your doctor. He or she can simply look up what enzymes break down the medication you're taking, and then make dosage adjustments if they're needed uh, in order to have the same level of the drug in your body when taking cannabis. It's relatively simple, it's safe, and it's something that we commonly do with many other medications we take. So 
actually, this is not a problem that's unique to cannabis at all. One of the one of the things that I hear people asking about a lot, um, and we'll get to some other examples, is antibiotics. You know, antibiotics are. Th- or medication that we oftentimes hear, you know, don't drink alcohol with it, or I know there are even uh, contraindications with birth control, other things that can that can interact. Um, are there any sort of red flags um, about cannabis and, and antibiotics? So people ask me that all the time, you know, can I drink alcohol with this antibiotic or with antibiotics in general, or the same thing with marijuana? It depends on the antibiotic. What I would recommend is if you're on antibiotics and you don't have access to a professional that can give you specific instructions regarding cannabis, just don't take it for the period of time that you're on antibiotics. Most likely, there won't be a drug interaction. But if there is, it could increase the level of the drug, and you don't want too much of a medication, and it could potentially decrease the level of the drug, so you may not be getting enough of the antibiotic to fight the infection that you have. So taking a break from cannabis for five days, seven days, 10 days a week might be the most prudent thing to do when taking antibiotics. And what about SSRIs or other anxiety or depression medications? Are there any any things that you might look out for there or, or warn people about? Actually, I have many patients on cannabis and different types of antidepressants, whether it's what you mentioned, an SSRI or an SNRI, or a tricyclic antidepressant, or an atypical antidepressant, and there's no problem with taking cannabis in those medications. Again, just like I start any patient on any medicine, sometimes there has to be dosage adjustments. That's true for cannabis, just like it's true for another medicine, but I have many patients on both of those. And the last specific example that I want to ask about is blood pressure. Um, we know that cannabis can affect your blood pressure. Um, so if somebody has lower high blood pressure or if they're on blood pressure medication, is that something you would look out for? It's the same thing. Whenever we start a new medicine, whether it's cannabis or another medicine, we have to see how it interacts with the other medication. Most often it doesn't, but sometimes it does. And we have to make dosage adjustments. Actually, we have to make dosage adjustments with blood pressure medications all the time because our goal for most people, is to get to 120 systolic. And sometimes it's playing with that medicine until we get to that uh, level. Uh, One thing I would say is there are certain medicines that could be dangerous, such as blood thinners. And cannabis can impact the drug levels of those blood thinners. So it really is important to talk to your medical professional, your provider, for her or him to give specific instructions on how to change the dose of the medicine you're on if you start cannabis. That's that's good and well, um, but we know that more and more as access to cannabis is is more um, available, that people, especially for sort of maybe lower uh, impact conditions, uh, self-medicate with cannabis. Um, What would you what would you say to those people? Well, I think we're very lucky that cannabis is such a safe drug. It really is a safe drug. Um, It's safe in terms of no one ever dying from an overdose. And it's relatively safe in terms of drug interactions with practically every drug. So that's very comforting. That being said, self-medicating is a problem. And I really hope that, you know, regulations 
um, in America and abroad catch up to you know the revolution that's happening with cannabis right now. Just like you mentioned in the beginning, going to a pharmacy, they check what drugs you're on and they check if there's interactions. I really hope that one day cannabis is just going to be like any other drug where the pharmacist checks other interactions before you get it. Thank you, Dr. Sharon. That's been really helpful. But while I still have you here, uh, we've mentioned the word dosage quite a few times. Um, we've talked about this previously, but let's let's just go over this one more time. How do you dose or begin to approach the question of dosing with medical cannabis? It's a really good question, and it's the hardest question. Basically, the most important logic that we use is start low and go slow. If that means oil tincture, it means one drop, and then two drops, and then three drops, until an effective dose is reached where people don't have side effects. If that means inhalation, it means one puff, or two puffs, or three puffs, and so on. Start low and go slow. And it's wonderful because there's actually a lot of new technologies that are specifically micro-dosing and dosing to very specific uh, inhalations or drops that are helping us. Uh, and that'll be great in the future. But it's very individual. And I can't give from the beginning an ideal dose for someone until I understand how it impacts them and how much they'll need. Is that something that people do at home uh, over a period of time? You'll tell them, you know, try this amount for X number of days and then, then let's figure out whether to increase or decrease? Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, so basically, this is a process that usually takes days to weeks. Um, I recommend, you know, say we'd have an oil tincture that they'll start with one drop and then the next day they'll start at two drops, wait a couple of days, three drops, wait a couple of days, four drops. Again, if they ever have side effects, they can drop to the lower dose. And if things are working great, they can stay at that dose. It's a personalized thing. You just reminded me of a different question that I have, which is, you know, some medications, it takes a certain amount of time before you get to the full effect. Is that something that's true with cannabis as well? So the answer is yes. I think that uh, CBD can take longer uh, THC, I think we get an effect much quicker, but there are medium to long-term effects of CBD that we see over time that we don't capture in the first day or even the first week. Thank you so much, Dr. Sharon. Uh, this has been very helpful for me. I hope it has been as well for our listeners. Thanks, Mike. Great to be here. I'm Michael Schaefer Ummerman. This episode was edited by myself, produced by Alana Goldberg and Matan Whale, and our sound engineer was Yoav Morgan.